I'm Mirza, and I really wish Cher was my second mom. And I'm Pooja. I'm the biggest Scorpio in Prospect Heights. So true. Do you have problems that you think are really important, but other people don't really want to hear about? These are problems that your therapist has told you to move on from. We're here to give you advice on all of them, from the nothing burger to the everything burger. Like, did you accidentally make eye contact with your boss in the Equinox Steam Room? Scandalous. Do you hate the soap in your in-law's bathroom? Are you afraid to run outside because you have terrible form? Does your boyfriend keep making out with his dog that has terrible breath and then trying to kiss you? Well, if you've experienced any of these problems, you may qualify for our advice. Our quick little disclaimer, we are not trained professionals. If you do take our advice, please take with caution. Proceed with caution because we are the, the problem, problem solvers. solvers. Hey, Pooh, how's it going? Hey, Mirrors, I'm doing well. How are you? You know, living my problems. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm I'm doing okay today. You, you came rushing in here, so I feel like you must have a problem this week. What's going on? I don't even know where to begin. There's so many things. You know, I will say one of the things that is so wild to me in New York City is you could be having the worst day of your life mm. and you hop into a cab. And that cab driver's like, where are you going? And you're like, I'm going here. Normal. And norm chill, it's fine. And you're sitting in the back seat, losing your mind over what's happening in your day. Do you know what I'm saying? And the cab driver's just in front, you know, playing some meditation music. He's like smoking some ganja, like the windows are down. Like he's having like the most chill day of his life, you know, in the front seat. And it's just like the juxtaposition of the cab driver not really caring about your problems, not that he or she are meant to because they're total strangers and they're just getting you from point A to point B. Cab drivers have either two vibes. It's like, I'm going to be in my own lane or I'm going to be I'm gonna in my own lane. Literally. literally. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Cab drivers only have two vibes. <laughs> and it's like one is that they have the little screenshot and they have their little AirPods in and they are just on a journey. They and have a humidifier going in the front. Like yeah. it's a different atmosphere in the front seat. Literally exactly. air quality is different. <laughs> exactly. They're just like tuning the world out and they're going from point A to point B like 50 times a day. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. And then the other vibe of a cab driver is that they get way too involved in your day, like you're mentioning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. These, it really depends on who you get. Yes. I totally know what you're talking about because uh, one time I was going through a breakup and mm. I was sobbing in a cab, oh, in the no. back of this cab. And the cab driver, like, fully gave me advice as if oh, wow. I was like his own daughter oh. and he was like he gave me incredible advice and I mean it was very true it was sort of like if he wanted to he would type of advice because oh, I was upset about an ex not coming through for me yep. in a time and whatever yep. but it was just like great advice that I still remember to this day and yeah but you know what's funny I always get into a cab and I prefer cabs over Ubers mm -hmm. because we have to support our cab drivers and I don't know, Ubers, you know, evil corporation, et cetera, et cetera. And every time I get into a cab in New York City, they always look at me and they're like, where are you from? Oh. And I'm like, oh, la, la. 
Oh, no, no. I am an immigrant to this land. Okay. Like I'm a foreigner. I don't know. You know, I guess, I guess I wear it on my face. They're mm-hmm. like, where are you from? And I tell them, you know, I'm from, I'm from the so- former Soviet bloc. And they're like, oh, I see it in your eyes. The other day I got a, into a cab and I had this cab driver and he said that my eyes look like I'm a cat. Oh, okay. He said cute. I have cat eyes. Cute. We're, where are all these comments? What's with all this engagement from cab drivers these days? Like, yeah, you're like, are we on a date? Or are you taking me to JFK? Like a, a date at JFK sounds like a terrible experience. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they've got the TWA these days. Oh, yeah. That hotel. Yeah. yeah, that looks nice. I saw that the other day when I came back from the Bahamas. I was yeah. like, wow, that. They really like up, up upscaled that. Yeah, like, that was nice. It's cool. You, you know, if you want to go on a vacation to the airport, exactly. <laughs> the TW day, the TWA hotel at JFK is a kind of a weird vibe in that you are going on a vacation at the airport. It's like the vacation before the vacation. Yeah, uh, which that actually makes sense to me. What doesn't make sense if you're just going to the TWA at JFK, staying a night, and then going back to your apartment in New York. It's like, why are you going to the airport <laughs> and then not? Flying somewhere. Well, some people are really into aviation. You know, well, some people are real like aviation stuff. You know, I get into an airplane and like Xanax my brain out. Like I'm not part of that club. Right. I'm part of the let's disassociate until we're at elevation zero club, you know? Right. You're exactly. You're not reading the pamphlet in the seat back and you're not like looking at what gears or or you're not looking at what model the plane is. Absolutely not. I, unless it's that 737 Max 8, then I'm like, I'm not flying on this thing because <laughs> it's not good. I'm the kind of person that just stares at the flight map the entire time. And I'm like, why did our elevation change 500 feet so drastically? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> Is there a button to ask the pilot a question? <laughs> I would love that. That would be so fun, wouldn't it? That would be fun. I, I also don't watch anything on the plane. What yeah. I do is I watch some whatever the person in front of me is watching. Mood. I yeah. watch it's it's like the person diagonal from me. I I'm sort of like have I can see half the screen and I obviously don't know what they're saying, yes. but I've watched at least 75% of a quiet place. Yes. Um yes. off of other people's sh- like, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. From behind someone else's shoulder. That is such a vibe and I do this but with other people's text messages <laughs> on a plane. <laughs> do you know like, Absolutely. I all I read other people's texts over their shoulder. Like if I I'm in the side seat and they're in the middle seat, I'm lo- and one time I was flying and I saw this guy in front of me and he was texting the whole time like nonstop. his thumbs were just like I was like dude like something's gonna catch on fire like slow down the thumbs and he was texting his wife mm. in one thread and he was like she was like oh honey have a safe flight and he was like I'm going on airplane mode love you I'll text you when I land right and then we get into the air he buys the Wi-Fi and then he starts texting his mistress oh. while we're mid-flight and they are texting some filthy filthy things holy shit like she's like can't wait for you to get to LA she's like I'm just gonna (laughs) (laughs) we're just gonna bleep all that in the post okay (laughs) (laughs) and I was like oh my god like these jet plume flight attendants if they catch you (laughs) honey they've seen they've seen it all I know those flight attendants have seen everything yeah they've seen everything they've absolutely seen it all All right. so next time I get into a cab and they start asking me a million questions and they're super engaged what do you think I should do should I like close that screen door and like 
you know, meditate? What should I do? (laughs) (laughs) I think it depends on what mood you're in, but... Usually terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, if if you don't want to talk to your cab driver, then... I think it's safe to say that you have to be on a call or something. And that Fake a like, call. Yeah, be like, yeah. sorry, I'm on a call. And then just tip them really well. Yes. They probably just want someone to talk to. You yeah, because they're in that car all day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Be nice. That's the lesson. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, that was my big annoyance slash problem. Um, what's annoying you this week? So my problem this week is that I hung out with a friend that I haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. And... I noticed that they were just like on their phone, like more than someone typically should be on their phone in a one-on-one interaction. Was that me? It wasn't you, but honestly, you come close. <laughs> <laughs> She's busy sometimes. I don't know. No. Okay. I'm not scrolling through TikTok while we're together. <laughs> no. Well, this is the thing is that my friend does have like a stressful job. Yep. So I thought that they were just like checking their email. Yep. And one time I just like, stopped the middle of what I was saying and peeked over their shoulder and they were on Instagram. Oh, la, la. And I was like, okay, like, first of all, if you're on Instagram right now, you're not even seeing your friend's content. You're seeing sponsored posts. <laughs> so you're actually being played you're right being now. Play. You are you're being, being advertised <laughs> to. Yes, you are. You're being targeted. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I, I just like, I kind of lightly said something. I was like, oh, like, you know, are you, is, are you busy or is this not a good time for oh, you? You, pol- you? You politely called them out. I politely called them out okay. just to like nudge them, yes. just to let them know that it was, you know, I, that it was noticed. Rude of them. It was rude of them. to Right. Do, yeah, right. But I, I just feel like people's etiquette with their phones is just, there's, I feel like there's no etiquette because if you are in a one-on-one interaction under two hours, like if it's just like one activity, like a meal or a drink or something, then I feel like you should just not even check your phone unless you're upfront being like, hey, I'm expecting a text from someone or I like I'm looking, I have an email that I need to, that I'm expecting for work. Right. But if it's like, over two hours and it's like you guys are going vintage shopping and then you're getting a drink right, or right. you know like you're traveling between places like whatever you look at your phone yep. here and there yep. it's fine you, you're more just like spending time with this person right i think that's fine and if you are at a crowded party I think it's fine to like yes. go into a corner and be on your phone for a little minute yeah but i just what do you think does it depend on for me i think it depends on the type and closeness of the connection with the friend depends on like how comfortable you are with each other some people see a friend who's on a phone with them and are offended whereas i think other people see it and are like oh this person is just comfortable with me because they know i'm not gonna for me like i see it both ways like i feel like sometimes if i'm hanging with someone and i haven't seen them in a while and we're not like a day-to-day kind of like communicating Mm -hmm. friend and then they're on their phone then i'm like okay you're being like rude yeah if i'm if i talk to them like on text like every day or every other day and i see them multiple times a week or multiple times a month or whatever it is and they're on their phone when they're with me then i'm less offended because i feel like it's more of like a almost like familial like relationship and then i'm like fine then i'll just be like what the hell are you looking at then i'll be like like because we're just comfortable do you know what i'm saying 
Totally. No, I agree with that. If it's someone that I'm seeing like once a quarter or once a year, yeah, I'm, I agree that you should not be looking at your phone. Yeah. Or I, yeah, I feel like yeah. you shouldn't be looking at your phone. If I'm only, yeah, if, if you're like one of my close friends yeah. who I'm just inviting to hang out and be on my couch, yeah. then okay, like, yeah, I don't yeah, care yeah, if you're whatever. on your phone. Like, and again, yeah, like I would feel comfortable to ask them, like, what are you looking at? Yeah, totally. Like, like show me. Yeah, exactly. My mom always says this. She's like, she always says, um, if I'm laughing at something, she goes, why don't you show me? At least I could laugh too. Oh. I think that's so cute. I want to meet your mom so bad. She sounds like the she, coolest person ever. She's so cute. <laughs> I honestly, yeah. She's like the funniest person I know, honestly. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I love it. What's the um, like wildest thing you've seen on a friend's phone? Without Ooh. revealing personal information. <laughs> probably like a nude or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was probably me. Yeah. <laughs> and and you said it. Yeah. It was probably me. You know, when it comes to showing people content on my phone, I, oh, you know, like in like iPhoto or whatever, I'm always like, I will select the image and then I will turn the phone around with the phone in my hand mm. and I will be like, Look, look. Oh, then, I know then, better than to scroll on your phone. Well, that's right. You bet. You better not. But you know the boldness of some people when you are like, "Look at this photo," and then they they take your phone out of your hand. It's in God's hands now. Like it's in God's hands. What you see, do you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm not liable for the damage <laughs> that your brain incurs from scrolling on my phone. Like we are not insured for the trauma that may happen if you scroll one left or one right totally. because god knows what i was doing in the middle of the day in iphone you know what i'm saying you totally. know so yeah my mom if i show her someone's instagram she also does that she like goes really deep and she'll try to zoom and stuff and she doesn't zoom. quite understand how like the instagram interface works so what i'll do is i'll, I'll just send screenshots of w the picture i want to show her smart so she doesn't like accidentally like that person's photo that's so smart or just like do something weird that she was not supposed to do yeah no i i think that that's that's so true i always say yeah I, I always just with the controlled like, environment. You have to. It's a, it has to be a controlled environment. Apple really should come out with a feature when you hand your phone to somebody that it's like lock screen. It requires like, Face ID to move on. To move on, like that should be a feature. Uh, Apple. Apple. Call Tim us. Cook, call us. <laughs> pay us. <laughs> Trademark copyright on that idea. <laughs> no, they really should. Um, so yeah, what do you think I should do? Do you think I should like? Do you think that I should be a bit stronger next time and like be a bit more confrontational? Are you with comfortable my with this person? I am. I, I really am. And we're actually pretty tight, but we just don't see each other that often. And it's one of those friendships, though, that like it feels like nothing changes. Yeah. Like you could go a year without seeing each other, but you still feel like, yeah, like the dynamic hasn't changed. Yeah. My MO is call them out. Call them out. Be like, what are you looking at? Show me. Who are you DMing? Who's sliding into your DMs? Mm -hmm. Show them. Are they cute? Are they married? Are they single? Are they handsome? Right. You know, it's like, what, what's what's occupying you? Right. It's not the Tropicana ad that you're getting. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, cool. Should we get into the problem of the week? Yes. All right. Let's cue it up. So I have this friend 
for the sake of this story, we're going to refer to him as Monty. Yes, Monty, we're going to call him that. So my dear friend Monty was in a relationship about a year ago, and he had his heart completely ripped out and shattered into pieces. The guy that he was dating turned out to be honestly psychotic. He had a dark past, and it was not just a past, it was his present. And he took advantage of my friend and, you know, it, it ruined him. I helped Monty put those pieces back together. I was with him through that multi-week and month process of all of the stages of grief. And I'm happy to say that he has come out stronger for it and more resilient for it. Now here we are a year later and he's in a new relationship and this new boyfriend shows many similarities to the last one. And to me, this has red flags written all over it. I care very deeply about Monty. He is one of my closest friends and I see what he does is that he wants to help people. He from my analysis, is trying to be the hero that he didn't have when he was a kid and finds people that are in sort of similar situations to where he was maybe some years ago. And that's really nice when we're talking about charity, but it's not so great when we're talking about a relationship. It doesn't work out to be a partnership. And I know what he is capable of, and it is so much better than where he is. Worse, his current boyfriend is so insecure in himself in the relationship that he is very clearly threatened by my friendship with Monty and another friend's friendship with Monty. So every time we hang out, he is visibly uncomfortable. He is touching Monty in a way that just seems very possessive. It's not like a handhold. It's like an arm around the neck trying to pull you in close in a forceful manner. It's just really uncomfortable to watch. And he is older, but he's unestablished. And it seems like he's trying to latch on to Monty for some support. And I'm not quite sure how to approach this as the friend who is very clearly not in this relationship, but is seeing signs and red flags of what looks like a disaster waiting to happen to me. What do I do? My new favorite word is unestablished <laughs> because I feel that it connotes so many different things, you know, for unestablished, it, it's code word for poor, I think, is what we've established. <laughs> yeah, well, the caller really used such like imaginative language. Like, I, I don't know, like, honestly, Colorf colorful words. Yes, yes. Great the diction. Was, yes, the caller had great vocabulary. Great vocabulary. Great word choice. Mm -hmm. Bravo. Highly educated human being, I bet. <laughs> Listen, um, when people are in a string of bad relationships, it's usually not about the other person. It's usually about the person who's choosing to be in the relationship with those people. It's a reflection of something that's going on with them. Right, and it's like not right to just vilify the person that they've chosen. Oh who no, is the, other, the other people are... You, sorry, finish your sentence. I talked over you. No, well, it's like... To your point... 
Monty should be getting some criticism too. It's not just the person that he's with. It's like, Monty, wake up, dude. Like, are you not gonna, yeah, acknowledge or see these things about this other person or yeah. about the person that you have in charge? Yeah, I, it, it, it's you, I feel like it's something about Monty that makes him attracted to people that are inherently flawed mm. or unestablished. <laughs> you yeah. know, there's something about him. I don't know what it is. You know, it could be trauma. It could be something else. It's usually trauma. Who knows what that is? <laughs> His love of charity. His love of charity. He's Mother Teresa over here. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. But we're all attracted to bad boys sometimes. Do you know what I'm saying? And bad boys isn't just like, oh, I have a tattoo and write a Harley Davidson. It's like, oh, I... I'm just a bad person. <laughs> right. We've all loved a scumbag. We've all loved a scumbag. And those scumbags end up being our exes. And mm -hmm. what do I say about exes? Exes are just mud. And mud is just dirty water. You know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we go through those phases. We love them. We fuck them. And then we let them go. That's on that. Yeah. That's on that's 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 what we do, you know, and then we learn our lesson and then we move on. And then we reflect and we get better as human beings and we hope to not meet other people like them um for our own sanity. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's just you have to go through these experiences, I think, you know? And it's good to have friends like Caller who are there and willing to say the truth. I think that he has, is coming from a really good place, a caring place. I don't think he's judgmental of Monty's significant other. I think that he's just calling out when he sees a person that's not deserving of someone that's altruistic and giving and whatever. I hear that. But, I've, but do you feel like the caller is getting too involved in their friend's relationship? Yes. Yeah. Because... My, I'm curious if Monty is asking the caller for this advice or asking, you know, do you think that my partner is taking advantage of me? Or do you think that this that my partner is a good fit for me? Feels like the caller, as much as I, I feel like they have good intentions about wanting to protect their friend, feel like they're inserting themselves into a dynamic that maybe they might not be welcomed into and feels like it'll be kind of a tricky situation with him and Monty. Okay, Mirza, what's your pee on the situation? My pee on the situation is your loyalty is to your friends and you should always look out for your friends. And you more often than not, more often than not will have a good sense of when it feels like you're overstepping and when it feels like you're doing something that's altruistic and actually valuable and helpful for your friend. Um, and if you're a good friend and if you're close enough, like you'll know those limits. If you question the limits as you're doing it, then maybe you're not as close with them. You're right. Um, so if you have to question it, whether or not you should get too involved, then maybe you shouldn't. But if you can identify and see that there's a problem, you should do right by your friend and say something. So I think the caller... Sounds like he cares a lot about Monty, and I think that he should he should talk to him. He should tell him, hey, I see a problem here. I'm just looking out for you. I'm coming from a good place, and I think you're hot. And we should kiss. And we should kiss right now. 
with our clothes off. Oh. At my, I can host. Oh. <laughs> Ayo. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so that's my pee. Um, Pooh, what's your pee on the situation? I think that the caller should check in with Monty and ask like, hey, maybe is like, are you happy? Is this the person that you pictured yourself with? But I think that a huge caveat here is that the caller should be prepared for Monty to be upset with him for giving that feedback and giving that advice. And like at the time, Monty actually might be annoyed and yep. upset with yep. the caller because he's like, okay, well, it's not your business. So why are you even yeah. saying this? Yeah. No one asked you. But yeah, if if you genuinely feel like your friend is at risk of being played, 100%. then feel free to reach out to him, caller. I I think that you seem to have good intentions, but we still think that you want to kiss Monty, and that's yeah. kind of where this is coming from. Yeah, so you should reach out and then con continue reaching out. And let us know how it goes. Hey, another problem <laughs> solved. solved. 